0: gamers in come on in pull up a chair next to the fire Looks like you've had a long journey i'm your host jocelyn and joining me as always is my co-host ryan hello ryan
1: hello hello we're we're a tad late all the holiday updates uh it's been two weeks my gosh it's it's funny how how fast time flies is not
0: i know i know like we didn't realize like we hadn't talked in a while Mm -hmm. i mean welcome to 2019 everybody Mm um i i just i feel like i'm totally out of Practice. I haven't actually sat down and recorded a show since like five days before Christmas. So I just feel like I, I don't even know what to do with my hands. What do I do with my hands?
1: Uh, you, you just keep them away from the mic because you don't want to bump hands. the mic. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to do jazz hands, make sure that you do it an appropriate uh, length away from your framer, from your arm. of. Uh, it would have
0: been your... amazing if I had actually bumped the mic right there. Yeah. <laughs> with my uh, jazz hands.
1: It, it's funny, like this. Uh, this is in the this is the second podcast I've done. Obviously, I did the the mini as well this week, and it's funny when you when you do something weekly for years and you take that one week off, off like I took the week off. I think you did as well off of all the podcasts, and then I came back, yeah. and it's just so jarring. But you're also talking to people that you talk to weekly, and then you spend. I did this with Zamp as well. I spent the first half hour before we started recording just. Just catching up with, with uh, with Luke because uh, we hadn't talked in. I think with Luke, I hadn't talked to him for about a month. So like, it's it's crazy when you step away and and take that much deserved break and then come back. Uh, it's just unfortunate that no video games came out this week because <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna draw a blank here. I think.
0: Oh yeah, for me definitely I didn't actually play anything new so um you guys obviously know that i'm getting married very soon and so we kind of came back from the christmas new year's like break today and it seemed like everybody came back to work and all of our vendors and all of our everybody kind of realized that it was six weeks out from our wedding and they went oh no we have to do all of these things so Um, no, I haven't actually played anything new. I spent my holidays, we hosted for a couple days of, like, different friends and family were here, and then, um, we ended up, uh, or I ended up just kind of playing catch-up a lot in, uh, Hearthstone and Warcraft, because they were games that I had, you know, just, I, I still play all the time every week, but hadn't really sunk big chunks of time into them, because November and December were so crazy for me that I just didn't have big chunks of time and those games kind of demand big chunks of time so Mm -hmm. uh that's basically what i did over my holidays was i just kind of got my um my two characters on the board side all caught up i did some alliance play as well over on my warlock and I just uh, because you know obviously I can't just be straight up good so I'm not going to be like a human paladin (laughs) or something crazy I'm obviously going to be a void elf warlock because yeah
1: (laughs) right in that fine line of alliance scum and exactly
0: exactly so uh, so yeah I I just kind of got myself caught up in Mm -hmm. a lot of my kind of steady games I guess my my I don't even know really what to call them but uh, (laughs) steady is
1: uh, like steady a good one like you wouldn't want to call them commitments it makes it sound like it's a job although it kind of they're just they're they're
0: the ones that are kind of always there in the background Mm -hmm. that i'm kind of always constantly doing something in so so i got myself uh, all caught up i spent big chunks of time in there i've been PvPing like crazy in warcraft um so yeah that's that's kind of what i had been doing over my holidays but ryan what did you get up to over the holidays
1: it was a, it was a busy couple weeks and I think I talked about it on uh the show before we left when we were talking a bit about the holidays and if I hadn't I mean quickly um I don't know if you if this happened to you I'm sure uh in in the years where you know Matt was working um, at future shop and Best Buy and all that like it's happened to him before but I've I did a lot of shopping for other people before Christmas. Like I bought like some TVs for people like with their money. <laughs> oh,
0: I was like, what? No, 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 no. Like, handing out TVs? no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I told this story. Uh, I think I told the story on the Patreon mini where it was, you know, people come to you for advice like, oh, what video game console should I buy? What TV should yep. I buy? And like, I don't know a lot about TVs, but I know how to Google things pretty well. So sometimes I'll I'll Google things for people to to look at TVs and such, <laughs> and it turns out one of the TVs that I did research on was uh was a TV for myself evidently, uh, because Ashley had wrapped it and and put it behind the couch. So I I got a bit of an upgrade for Christmas. I got I, we got a 4K television.
0: Very nice.
1: And yeah, it, it it's very nice. I I love I love the TV. It looks great. It makes all the games really pop. The thing. That I don't like, and this is probably the first time we've ever talked about 4K on this show, so that's kind of kind of crazy. Uh, but there's a lot of settings in these in these 4K televisions, <laughs> and it made me feel pretty uh, <laughs> pretty overwhelmed because you know with a 1080p TV you just set it up, you plug it in, you turn it on, and you play your games. So. The week after Christmas, I every night that where the kids went to bed and I didn't have podcasts, I would sit down to play a game and I'd be like, Oh, wait, I got to figure out the settings first. So I was like looking at what settings you don't turn on, like they're all on by default, so you kind of have to like fiddle with it so you don't get that weird, like, um, soap opera effect. I don't know if you've ever seen that before where just everything looks it It makes everything look if you've ever seen a soap opera, it kind of looks like real life where people are moving a little quicker, like they're in the box, kind of weirdness, um
0: oh, like the the sort of like uncanny valley stuff, but yeah, like it's just it's like it's so real, it's too real,
1: yeah, yeah, and then uh. <laughs> I'm getting a text from Ashley. What don't you like about the TV? I <laughs> I love the TV. I'm just, I'm it's describing.
0: It's the video games. It's the video game. And I love the
1: video games too. Like, don't get me wrong. What I'm describing is the issue with 4K televisions as a whole because like they come out of the box with all these settings and you have to kind of, you know, tweak them and it's by input and by application within the TV. So every time I sat down, it's like, oh, let's watch Netflix. Oh, wait, no, I got to, I got to set this all up. So after a week, I finally got it all set up in a way where I think, I think I've got it, and uh, I've been playing some games on it. I actually traded in my old Xbox One, and I ended up getting an Xbox uh, One X uh, at a crazy deal. The I ended up being okay. Able I was going to gonna
0: say, why did you do that instead of getting the PlayStation?
1: Well, uh, the PlayStation Pro. I didn't see any so a couple reasons one there were no deals um for trade-ins like playstation pro was nowhere to be seen you basically just had to buy it at cost i could have traded my playstation 4 in um but i decided that uh it was the better option because the xbox one s and x will actually play the ultra 4k blu-rays uh the ps4 pro will not and that was sort of the reasoning it's like well ultra of blu-ray player is like 200 bucks if i trade in the xbox one and get an xbox one x i'm kind of hitting both sides like i've got a 4k capable game machine and then i have a 4k player as well um plus the deal that i got where if i traded in my original xbox one x that i bought for 350 bucks a year after launch it actually brought the value of it up to about 300 so i hmm. i kind of got Pretty much face value, like all my money back, just by trading this in towards towards an Xbox One X, which I will say is probably like the less desirable console. Cause I, like you, I looked at the PS4 Pro kind of right away, cause I thought like, oh, this would be great. I can play a majority of my first party games in 4K. Um, well, yeah, I
0: mean, the Xbox had kind of a crappy year last year. They didn't really yeah. launch anything that was of note as compared to PlayStation. PlayStation was like all over the map with awesome titles. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I-, I can't. And that's the thing is I got it all. So that was another night of setting up, you know, yeah. uh, Back, like getting the old Xbox <laughs> prepped so that I wasn't like losing any games. So I was like, yeah. luckily, I already had an external drive hooked up to it. So I just moved everything over and backed up my cloud saves. It was actually very easy to do. And I was, I was kind of impressed. Um, I was worried I was going to have to do some weird trickery. Uh, and then got that all set up. I, I don't, there's no 4K games right now on the Xbox One X. I, I had just bought Odyssey on the PC. So I didn't want to go buy that again, even though there was some stellar deals on it but uh so i i ended up playing like celeste <laughs> on mm. that's all i played on the xbox one x because it just got added to game pass so uh yeah and uh and now you know Kearney's in the chat room saying that they just did a 4k patch for uh for rocket league i did get that one there as well. you go it's part there of the game pass um that's the other thing i love that game pass functionality yeah. like i just added it again for like a, a buck for the month and and they, they just added, like, I think they put on Life is Strange Season 2, like, or Life is Strange 2. So that's, like, a brand-new game that they're doing episode for episode, so you can play it on the Game Pass. Um, why
0: Why would you ever want to play that game, though?
1: I Well, <laughs> especially since I already bought it, so I won't be playing it again on, on, uh, on the Xbox One. <laughs> but I
0: love how it's still a highlight for you. It's not right a highlight now? for me.
1: I'm just saying, like, the Game Pass is an interesting thing that they're, they're actively adding new and interesting content and varied content as well. But I guess I'll probably just be waiting for uh, crackdown three, which I think is out at the start of February.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, like I, I got this all set up and I, I really haven't played any, any 4k games. However, uh, I will say though that the original PS4 has the ability to support HDR, which is a specific function of a 4k television uh, so your original ps4 can actually output hdr on a 4k set and some would i've been, i was reading up on it and some say that the hdr functionality is actually the bigger sort of bang for your for your buck in the bigger in terms deal
0: of, when it comes to the 4k stuff
1: yeah so instead of running in 4k resolution you're getting this hdr which i think i don't know provides like more vibrant colors and stuff um so I've been playing. I think that's a
0: thing that my phone does, and I think mm-hmm. Matt's explained it to me a couple of times. I, I yeah, like oh, it I... makes the 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 dark darker and the brights brighter. So I don't know. I, it does it does a thing, mm-hmm. and then it makes stuff look good.
1: Oh, Ta-da! I wasn't planning <laughs> on explaining any of these things because I don't know what they do. I I just hope that people listening will be like, things. yes, yes, Ryan knows what he's talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I know that it looks better, and honestly, I don't think I'd notice the difference. So far, between like a 4K set and a 1080p set, unless I had them side by side, you know, because um, it's I think there's that the shift isn't that great. But I guess I haven't really played anything in true 4K yet. So mm. once something new on the Xbox, like maybe there'll be um like a new third party that comes out. I think uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake is coming out at the end of the month, so I might check that out uh, on the Xbox One X.
0: And the one that I'm super excited about that's Mm. coming out at the end of the month is actually Kingdom Hearts 3. I haven't played the first two, which we were talking about before the stream, but it's Disney and Pixar characters, and I love Disney and Pixar. So I feel like I will get a lot out of it, and it'll be really cool. And a lot of people seem super excited about it. I Mm -hmm. think um, Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in 2005, so people have been waiting a really long time for this. So it's a title that I'm really excited about, and I think is going to be a lot of fun. And it's coming out on the Xbox One. So there you go, Ryan. Yeah.
1: And I think there are Marvel characters in that as well.
0: Probably. Yeah. Um, Because considering it's Disney owns everything, there's probably Star Wars in there too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Like there are a bunch of, so I guess the game leaked. So there are a bunch of spoilers out there. I haven't seen anything and I kind of don't want to see anything because I want want people to experience that for the first time, even if, especially if I decide to check it out. But Mm -hmm. um the fact that disney yeah owns all that stuff you can probably safely say that the team would have access to it and star yeah. wars has been with disney long enough where you you could see that that being a thing like even if the game has been in development for 4 or 5 years like star wars has been with disney for at least that long so they could have easily had those conversations um yeah no that that's a good one january is a quiet month i think until the very end the last week has a couple big releases and then i think february once again is like a stacked you know deck i think you got anthem which i don't plan on going near uh (laughs) it's bioware you don't want Uh, to
0: reward them
1: no not well not that like i I just i don't want to buy into a product right away from bioware i think i think Mm. anthem and ea is in general i think anthem is it looks cool but i need to know whether it it plays well because like you know, Mass Effect andromeda. You were just like, well, it's Mass Effect, right? Like, it's it's got to be it's got to be good. They wouldn't release a product with that name on it and not have it be this stellar stellar Mass Effect game. And sure enough, it was not. But uh, yeah, Anthem, and I think there's you know, Crackdown. They're all basically coming out on this on the same day in February. So uh, it uh, the be new Far
0: Cry game. Mm. Uh, it's all, all February fifteenth, which you know is going to be super awesome for me. I'm not going to touch any of these games. Yeah, because you're—that's um, your
1: week. You're, you're, yeah. you're out.
0: Uh, so yeah, looks like um, Anthem, Far Cry, The New Dawn, or sorry, Far Cry New Dawn, hmm. uh, Dead or Alive Six, and Crackdown Three—all in that same space of time uh so yeah i think uh for me i'm just like lo- i'm looking forward to kingdom hearts 3 and then if you guys are curious um coming out january 15th is the final episode of walking dead so everyone thought that it was going to be canceled and yeah. everything else but they have looks like they've uh pumped it out so episode 3 of the final season the walking dead is going to be available too if you guys are still playing that
1: yeah no uh that's an interesting one we just talked about that on on zombies ate my podcast and uh the story behind that one will be interesting to see if if it's uh, restarted development uh, through Epic. I guess Epic has the mm-hmm. exclusive rights to develop it on PC or distribute it on PC. So it'll be interesting to see whether a resurrected team can kind of put a put that product back together or at least finish it and bring it across the finish line. Um, I didn't play episode two because I was worried like I was literally not going to get the ending to the story. So I'm like, well... Yeah i play. I played episode one. I'm comfortable with that, especially if I don't get the conclusion to the story. You know, uh, I didn't want to play episode two knowing that there might not be a continuation. But obviously, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we'll get we'll get the answer to that. And I I really was enjoying the final season. It was such a bummer what happened to to Telltale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it uh, it it should be a big game for or a big year for games. I think 2019 is quiet. There's no. There's only, like, one game with a, an established release date for Nintendo, uh, which is pretty crazy because the Switch had a another pretty big year last year in terms of releases, but we have no idea what's coming in 2019 in terms of confirmed dates. Like, I don't think... I think the only thing le- nailed in is, like, a re-release of s- New Super Mario Bros. U, another deluxe Yeah,
0: that one's, that one's coming, uh, I think, next week, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, next Friday, so... Other than that, yeah, I don't think that Nintendo has really nailed anything down. Um which is kind of odd. I guess um Yoshi's the Yoshi's title was supposed to be 2019, right?
1: Yeah. I think that one so um, we'll probably get a Nintendo Direct at some point in the next couple weeks yeah. to start cuz they need to nail down a date for Fire Emblem. We haven't gotten right. anything on the new Fire Emblem which is supposed to come out in spring and, you know, they
0: Luigi's Mansion
1: yeah luigi's mansion animal crossing um metroid prime room hmm?
0: announced but not like fully dated <laughs>
1: right yeah 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 exactly so it'll be interesting to see what happens from nintendo and, and microsoft again like we don't know anything past crackdown 3 uh sony Sony's actually looking pretty quiet as well like i don't think we have anything past days gone which is april 25th or something yeah and uh even then it's not not something a lot of people are looking forward to i i'm obviously looking forward to it because i i like zombie games but uh uh,
0: days gone is the one that um has like the crazy fast zombies mm -hmm. in like the horde kind of herd moving around stuff right Mm -hmm. because i remember that was the one where um the gameplay that they showed had them like running through a barn and up onto the roof and stuff right yeah am i thinking of the right game okay that, yeah that, that was look cool it and does I'm look not cool. a huge huge zombie person every once in a while a zombie thing will appeal to me but i'm not like oh my god zombies yay
1: no and, and i'm not <laughs> like, like so that either. That
0: whole entire podcast about it <laughs>
1: <laughs> well okay i do have that but um <laughs> I, i'm not i'm the most vocal on like i i like zombie stuff that's good so i'm still the in the opinion that a i do like the walking dead and b i'm terrible at stopping things so like (laughs) with the walking dead
0: hey once you plowed through that one season of walking dead it's actually started to get good again so i i finally plowed through and it's getting to be good again and
1: and the new stuff's good and i still i stuck with the telltale stuff and some of it was rocky but like i still like that every once in a while and yeah no days gone i think the problem with days gone is that some people who see the zombie genre and i'm fine with people not liking something like that's cool like but some people look at it and say oh it's zombies no i'm done with zombies so this is obviously not a good game and i'm not i'm not going to talk highly of it but you know some people who don't want to talk highly of it have actually played it and say like yeah it's just not it's just not there but to me like the stuff they've shown looks interesting so i'm 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 interested in it and being the only confirmed PlayStation game coming out in 2019 confirmed. uh, It's, it's probably one of the few to look forward to. I think last Mm. of us part two should be out in 2019. Um, But again, no confirmed date. These are just people wishing, I guess at this point. Right. But yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be an interesting year. I think for, uh, for video games, it'll be a transition uh as we we might get some sort of hints at uh at new consoles
0: mm-hmm.
1: but i don't think they're gonna come out this year i think this this year it'll be quiet
0: oh god no no, no.
1: <laughs> they can't come out this year i just bought a new one so like, exactly. like which although...
0: actually might be a good there might be a, a sign that they are coming out with one this year i yeah, don't well, i don't think that no, no i think new consoles will be next year at the earliest i think um yeah. but yeah so um I think we kind of like did our topic of the week kind of in the middle of what we're playing with like what we're looking forward to in 2019. But uh, if you guys want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash the gamers in you can also join our community over on the TGI discord that's bitly slash TGI discord. Uh, we are just shy of our game night uh, goal again. So uh, again, if you do like the content that we put out there for you, you can support us over at patreon.com slash thegamersin. So Ryan, we kind of danced all around everything that you've actually been playing. So what mm-hmm. did you get a chance to play over the holidays?
1: Right, yeah. So uh, the final DLC for Spider-Man came out. So the final part of the city that never sleeps. So they haven't technically said that there's no more coming, but this is the conclusion to that.
0: This is the final of the chunk. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Of that three episode sort of story. And uh, that was, was, I was getting to with the fact that the, i found out that the PlayStation 4 normal, I bought it to launch PlayStation 4 supports HDR, which, uh, you know, Matt was kind enough to put uh, a description from Wikipedia into the room. <laughs> so I'm not going to read that on the stream. And even if it wasn't from Wikipedia, that's still, that's still very uh, impressive. Um, So I played Spider Man this DLC and I booted up and and I saw the little HDR icon pop up. It's like, so that's really cool that they're doing they're offering that kind of support with specific games, and the DLC wraps up the story they were telling in a way that was satisfying and it kind of brings a character back from the main game and sort of wraps her back in. It's uh it's Sable. It's not really a spoiler because it doesn't doesn't really matter. Um. So she comes back. It does. It doesn't matter because, like, she leaves very like I must go home to my home city. Boop, bloop, bloop. And then the home city gets <laughs> mentioned again. And sure enough, oh, she's back to to mm, kind of deal enough. deal with stuff. And it it kind of revo- it kind of resolves itself pretty quick. Uh, but it it was still a lot of fun. And again, like I think saying it's more Spider Man. It's more Spider Man. And they uh, they kind of deliver they they being the epilogue to the story they kind of push forward one of the main storylines that they hinted at at the very end of the main game and i'm it's a spoiler so i'm not going to say it but they (laughs) take that thread and pull it further i really really
0: appreciate you by the way like Mm -hmm. dancing around the end because you know that i haven't had a chance to actually finish the main campaign in spider-man so i love that you're just like constantly even though they've gazed out forever like you know where i'm sitting in terms of the story and you just you dance around it all the time and I very much appreciate it to me it's like
1: finish the game eventually I I don't want to spoil the game because I mean like the the ending isn't kind of I I just find it really cool that they're doing this DLC and I love epilogue DLC and they've done it and and I just it kudos to this team for doing that because it's something that developers don't really do a lot and I understand why is because it's a it's a tough thing to do like it, it it requires people to have beat the game to buy your dlc and you know not very good business decision to to design something that you know a minority are gonna purchase and play you know at least right away which
0: which i kind of love that they made that decision because Mm -hmm. that was my biggest problem of like zero problems with the horizon dlc was Mm -hmm. that like it didn't really tie into the main game. It was more like another side quest story that you could do. Very, very cool, very, very interesting, but didn't reflect what had actually been going on in the main game. Mm -hmm. So I like it felt weird, like where I wanted more story at the end, like I wanted things to continue. And what they gave me was like, well, no, here's a little more piece of her journey if you want it. And I was like, well, no, I I finished her journey. So I I actually would have liked you to tell me what happens next. Mm-hmm. and it just like that option wasn't there so i mean in games where i have totally finished it i want that end dlc i want that stuff tacked onto the end and yeah. but i can see how like because i know mass effect did um the same thing with the uh oh was it like leviathan or leviathan... something like that was the was the tacked onto the side dlc and i was <laughs> like oh like, damn yeah, <laughs> so they... i'm very much respect Spider-Man making the choice to to put it on the end because I feel like that shows almost like a confidence in their product. Hmm. They're like, look, we know we did like we made a great game and we are going to create DLC that's going to follow up the conclusion of our main campaign because like we are that confident that enough people will make it through our game and want more at the end. I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and and they they also take story from the end of the game and they progress characters further but they don't do it in a way where if they were to do a sequel and you weren't to do when they do a sequel uh yeah. that if you were to miss the DLC you're not you're not missing any major beats like they they wrap up a couple of storylines but easily if you miss them it's like you they can quickly explain it and like oh no no this guy's doing this now and you're cool with it perfect um (laughs) so with the dlc they continue you know character stories with you know mj and peter parker and and some of his enemies uh and and some of his new friends as well so it's it's really cool to see them do that and they don't push forward some of the bigger ending pieces they push forward more of the secondary pieces and then bring them up to par with with the rest of the stuff so again Mm -hmm. like very good epilogue dlc super looking forward to whatever they do they do next um it pains me to think that we're not going to get another spider-man game for for quite a while from from this team but they're clearly setting up a sequel with some awesome characters and yeah like it's just it's gonna be ps5 no doubt like it's gonna be Mm -hmm. a while away but Yeah, I really love the story they set up and the DLC, while not as strong as the main game, like still offers more of that Spider-Man stuff. And it's just it's a great excuse to swing through the city a little bit more and and do some do some. Yeah, everything
0: about Spider-Man was so great. I mean, Mm -hmm. storytelling wise, traversal wise, it's the only game I think ever that I don't fast travel in because just moving around in it is so much fun. And I mean, it's all praise that we've given the game before, Mm -hmm. but I think it also like sold super well and it was a new take on the spider-man universe which i think also was very important for the level of interest in the game so i think the more spider-man the better but i also don't want to see them rush it out so yeah i i think we've probably got a good two or three years i think if we get like new consoles next year it won't be a launch title it'll probably be like maybe 2021
1: yeah oh man that sounds so far away I'm sorry,
0: ryan i'm (laughs) sorry i know it sounds so far away but it's it's actually not that that far Next year is 2020.
1: True. Oh man, that sounds <laughs> like the future. Don't say right? that. <laughs> the year. Like like, yeah. 2020. 2020. <laughs>
0: like, this is where sci-fi lives. Yeah. No, <laughs> the I th- year I saw uh, there was a tweet.
1: So I I've never seen Akira, but like someone was like, oh, like Akira was set in 2019, like the original anime. So now we all have to dress like this, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we'll. Uh, <laughs> guess we'll dress like that um yeah the future is 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 now future and is now it's happening <laughs> um yeah so i just i highly recommend folks that have finished the spider-man game like all the dlc is out now you can go play it in one big chunk uh know that it is segregated so you kind of have to you play it one chunk at a time so if you're looking to keep your 100 percent rating you are going to have to do some some random uh crimes that pop up mm. to kind of 100 but totally worth it definitely check it out i think it's like 30 bucks maybe between 25 and 30 so it's it's a steal for more spider-man content
0: yeah Uh, i did i went to see if i could get um assassin's creed and it's gone back up to price so oh (laughs) i missed the sale i felt so dumb but uh, yeah
1: yeah well there should be another sale oh i'm
0: sure there's gonna be another sale yeah there's always a sale
1: and it's always five dollars cheaper the next time you wait it's like if you just wait one more month (laughs)
0: uh speaking of things that are on sale and Mm -hmm. cheaper i think Frostpunk has been on sale off and on in the last little while and it's something that made my top five games of 2018 Mm -hmm. so i'm super stoked to hear what you have to say about Frostpunk.
1: yeah so i picked up a couple titles on the steam sale two of which uh were specifically mentioned by you i think in our last episode one being beholder 2 which i think i'll save for another episode i'm still kind of okay
0: which is actually good because um i hit my first i think i mentioned this the week after we talked about it the mm. first time but i hit my first like failure and i'm actually uh, it was far enough in that i feel like i don't want to go all the way back but i still want to like i also didn't get that far into the story i think i got maybe like five or six days through mm-hmm. the story which like restarting my game all the way which feels like what i have to do now because my save game that's something i should tell you ryan save often because like the auto saves aren't are like few and far between or if there even are i feel like it might just be like days i logged out Hmm. it asks you if you want to save your game and i was like yeah sure and then when i so i had a save that was like right before my fail and it's like i have no way now to to Hmm. do anything else other than fail the game <laughs>
1: yeah i you know a quick you know quick story on that is i basically was playing through the game and you're right completely different from beholder i ended up not having beholder in my steam library it was actually cheaper it actually wasn't on sale but it was right it was on sale if you bought it as a bundle so you yes. save two dollars by buying it with beholder it made no sense to me but i guess because beholder won was on sale by so much of a percentage. It actually applied it to the bundle, so you got all those games for less money. It was actually Yeah. It felt like I was cheating the system, was, but
0: the, Yeah, the bundle was a really really good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um so as I was playing through, you there's more story interactions and character interactions as you're kind of reporting and interacting with your coworkers. And I think I like I just got so fed up with this guy cuz he's he was kind of a dink. So I like made fun of him and like just poked his buttons until he like literally drew a gun and, and killed me in cold blood and i was like whoa <laughs> don't we all walk through like metal detectors how the hell did you get a gun yeah. in here <laughs> so i
0: apologize because i feel like that's my fault because i definitely said that you couldn't fail in this game and you hmm. can definitely fail in this game so <laughs> yeah
1: so basically the, like it just kicked me back to uh an auto save that was really well positioned basically right before i went to talk to him Um, and basically said like, whoopsie, like you died. Maybe don't do that again. And, uh, yeah, Yeah. I've been, I've been enjoying it. But what, what really took me away, took me away from it was Frostpunk. Um, I picked it up near the end of the sale. I was like, no, I need to play this. I I love these sort of SIM sort of time management games. And it's, it's contained, right? Like it's not this thing where you have to manage this. It's not like city skylines where you suddenly have like, the city of toronto and just shit is failing everywhere and it's like just this cavalcade of red and orange and just stress inducing but with uh with frostpunk i absolutely in love with this game i I, i've literally put like 12 hours into it in the last week i can't stop playing it's so good (laughs) and i and i know you've said that so but i'm still gonna say (laughs) it why didn't you say it was so good (laughs)
0: So good like four that. weeks in a row and then I, I literally put it in my top five of 2018 so yeah, that's what it took. don't even say that I didn't tell you because I told you.
1: You did several times and you, I, th- I believe the words you even used were you would really like this game you should buy it. Uh, yes. So I did eventually and <laughs> I there's a bunch of scenarios in there uh, some of which they added uh, all for free so the, there's the main one and then there's I think four additional ones no three additional yeah, ones. So
0: it, it launched with three Mm -hmm. and then they added a new um they added a new scenario i believe and then they added a new mode and i think the new mode was just recently so Mm -hmm. there was the the original three scenarios which was like the the kind of story game and then there was like the the seed arc mode and mm. then there was one other one that i'm blanking on right now
1: uh, um oh no. i think
0: it's uh, the refugee one like you have to mm-hmm. rescue a certain number of survivors mm-hmm. and then uh the new dlc that they added in late 2018 was the uh takeover and a uh, a mismanaged um settlement mm-hmm. so that was the scenario but then just i think like this week or, or maybe like the week between Christmas or New Year's or something. I feel like it was very, very, very recently, they added endless mode, which um has basically no win condition. You just kind of keep cycling through and it goes endlessly that's and dangerous to, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i i haven't tried endless no. mode yet because i'm a little bit worried that i would just never stop playing that game and you never hear from me ever again <laughs>
1: yeah i think i remember like when, when we first talked about it i think we started the show late because you had you had lost track yes. of time because yes. it, it's yes, very it easy to lose track <laughs> of time in that game as you play and uh so i finished a new home um which
0: a new I, home yeah that's it, that's the first scenario yeah
1: it ends pretty abruptly like you're building up to this moment where you have to survive this this apocalyptic it's like minus
0: 40 weather or something
1: oh no it goes to like minus 120 at the very end oh yeah like i can't remember it's basically <laughs> of
0: what i think is really cold <laughs> well yeah
1: minus 40 is incredibly cold uh but but that's like that's like oh brr, you know in comparison yeah. <laughs> to, to what you have to deal with at the end of the game basically the end of the game is you have to prepare to shut down everything and just huddle for warmth and that was such a stress inducing like tense moment where you're like do i have enough coal you see
0: this like adrenaline pumping mm -hmm. like oh my god kind of a moment
1: (laughs) i was really just having a fantastic time playing through the main campaign with uh i love the you can send out um expeditions and one thing i didn't realize with the expeditions, so basically you create this beacon you have these outposts that you can uh these uh expedition people you can send out and it basically zooms the map out and you can go in, and do timed quests and stuff and uh timed investigations but i actually left one of my guys out i didn't realize that the storm that's approaching the
0: storm is coming yeah it's actually
1: moving in real time so as it moves it it sort of encapsulates uh areas and you lose op- you can lose opportunities to visit these places and scavenge for resources you can, even, you can lose your people if you leave them out there and, and they don't beat the storm back to the city. So I had a couple of instances with that that was very interesting. But at the end, when you finish it, it's it's like, yeah, you did it. So I can see why people really clamored for that endless mode because you kind of want to see like, no, we survived. Because they don't even let you... So like I think it's a bit spoilery, but you can probably kind of figure it out for yourself that when there's this big storm coming and you have literally no way of well i think
0: it i think it um tells you like right at the beginning Mm -hmm. that like the wind condition is survive the storm
1: yeah yeah because you you learn pretty early on that there is a storm coming because with the beacons you're able to see quite far and the storm is is literally this wall of ice coming at you and the thing that i i'm interested to try endless mode although you know it will take quite a while it took me probably six hours to finish the main campaign um will be to see what happens after the storm comes when like literally everybody is sick because they've been they've been you know left in the cold long enough mm-hmm. that they all got sick so like to see that recovery because i didn't technically have anyone die during the during the storm but the ticker but it's like you uh, know
0: if the if the game had kept going you were yeah. like wow we were not recovering from this like we might have lived through it but there's no coming back now <laughs> yeah
1: it would have been interesting to see and uh i guess that's the reason to try endless mode to see what happens there but uh i really dug the, the scenarios they added i ended up being able to finish the arc uh earlier uh yes last night um and finish it is up the
0: seed one right
1: yeah the seed one so the arc is like basically there's these four arcs and they have these seeds that were basically every living plant and uh on on the world and they kind of like Preserved it in these arcs. So your your job is to set up a, an autonomous city that can preserve these arcs until the the winter passes, uh, and the winter is basically never ending. Hence the use of machines. Uh, but there's these interesting scenarios that pop up, and they're all custom. So like they're not something that would have come up in your main game that you played through. Where these there's this other city that pops up, and it's like, hey, this city is failing. What do you do? Focus on the mission, or try to save the city or do both you know so essentially like do you preserve all plant life on earth for future generations or do you save this this quite fledging uh city that basically has to make prepared? sure
0: there even are future generations because you exactly. know plants are no good if there's no humans around to then go and plant those seeds
1: <laughs> yeah and that one was a lot of fun uh i ended up finishing it pretty quickly i'm working on the refugees one right now and that one's cool and I think the fall of Winterhelm are is another example of this. But those two kind of pull from a specific, you know, experience that happened in the main game. Like Winterhelm right. is mentioned in the main game. There, there are there is a refugee crisis in the main game. It's not exactly like the scenario, but um, it's just really cool that they've added those for free. And I really hope they add new. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't mind paying for an expansion to this game to see. Mm-hmm how they add new layers to it. Like maybe look at, I don't know. I don't know what they could do because they've kind well, of balanced the thing, it. The way I feel that's so like, wow.
0: yeah, and I, I feel like I agree with you. The, the base city builder simulation strategy portion of Frostpunk is mm-hmm. so strong that I want to see more layered on top of it and expanded just because the base that they've built is so good. It's very much like Sea of Thieves in that mm-hmm. way. Because, like, the the base game and the underlying mechanics is really good and really fun. I just want to see, like, more, 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 more. And I'm totally on board with you, too, Ryan, that I would pay more for DLC. Or, like, the fact that they put their updates out for free is amazing and so consumer-friendly. And you really don't see that very often mm-hmm. anymore. But it's also, like, I would pay them to develop more for this game, whether it's a full expansion or DLC or whatever, because more scenarios and and more ways to play on this Mm -hmm. this very solid base that builds cities in a way that I'm not used to building. Like, city builders, in general, are, you know, grid-based or, you know, technically you can make them however you want, but it's normally, like, square tiles or even if they're, like, um, hexagons or something. Mm -hmm. Like, just the idea of building outwards in a circle was just added this whole other layer of complexity of, like, how things were supposed to fit together and where things should be positioned and how, like, distance from the center actually mattered, where, like, normally that doesn't, like, SimCity, oh, we're really far from the center, guess we have to add another water pump, like, Mm -hmm. it's it's not that simplistic. It has, it has very real um, consequences for being far from the center, so I, I don't know. I think it's an interesting way to do a, a city builder. So I, I want to see more from them for yeah. sure.
1: I think I was looking at it. They've hit the end of their 2018, obviously their 2018 roadmap. Uh, Endless <laughs> mode was the last thing that they promised for the year. So they hit all of those and they didn't announce. Which they did is also say,
0: very promising from a developer hmm. when they say like when there, it's a small team and they're like, okay, here's everything we're going to deliver in 2018. And then they do like... We talk about early access all the time and people are missing targets left, right, and center. And then you get a game from a team like Frostpunk and it's like, nope, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Like,
1: Yeah. No, they Give did... these
0: people your money.
1: <laughs> yeah, they did a great job. And I, I, they also said that there would be more stuff coming in 2019 and they would have more to announce soon. So I, I fully expect us to get an announcement in the next couple months with uh, what's coming next for Frostpunk because the team behind it, 11-Bit Studios, they did uh this war of mine um that one saw a lot of free updates it's actually still being supported to this day saw some paid dlc as well so i'm pretty sure paid dlc is part of their plans and it would be really cool to see like a civ style expansion where they say like here's the expansion with uh a new you know a new main story scenario and then over the next year we'll add some additional smaller scenarios for you to experience with that new uh, strategy layer but just like the balancing between you know the way you collect resources and the tech tree it's just it it's all fits so well together uh but and you know, yeah
0: i would even pay for like some sort of like skin over top of it then mm-hmm. instead of frost punk it was like i don't know heat wave punk or something i don't even know what the, uh, the fire punk <laughs> something fire where punk. it was like the, the same event happened at the same time, but instead of freezing everything, it was, like, global warming on steroids, and now, like, there's, like, heat waves coming in. And even if they just, like, change the names of things.
1: But in <laughs> that instance, totally it's, awkward. like... You're on but then incident. you have like
0: an air conditioner in the middle, or something, or like an ice factory. I don't know.
1: Well, it's not a crater, but it's a mountain, so you're higher up in the sky, yeah. so it's a little colder. That would be really cool, like a like a fire punk sort of thing where it's um the opposite happened. Yeah, like you said, yeah. it was a mass uh, mass. <laughs> like warming. that's how
0: much I like this game. Like I would play it again, just like with a total risk I would to play it again, just frost. But it
1: yeah. was. I would
0: pay to play it again as like heat punk
1: (laughs) yeah it would be really cool i'm really looking forward to see what they do with this and and yeah there's some stuff in there that's kind of depressing like um but but like you it fits within the universe it's not like you're being it's not like you're you're solving depressing things out of context like it's all like (laughs) it's hard to explain but like it's all really bad so it doesn't (laughs) hit you that much now you can go down some paths or you can straight up like send your kids to work or uh, sign but like a doing law. You don't have to do that. And that's what I mean. If like you plan can...
0: well. Yeah, you don't have to. And you know. this was kind of the point that I was getting at, you know, when I was talking about it with some other people <laughs> in the whole game of the context of the game of the year is like that was what some people say. Oh, it's so depressing. I'm like, but it's not really. It's actually kind of hopeful. And if you plan well, you don't have to, you know, send the kids into the mines and you don't no. have to, you know, feed people <laughs> sawdust like <laughs> no
1: yeah and they're like for every I, I find that some of those decisions like the you know child labor laws and you know sawdust in your food those are easy solutions that you can do right away but once you sign mm-hmm. that law you can't unsign it um yeah i only had one law that i signed and then was able to take back uh based on uh citizen feedback ah. <laughs> so uh <laughs> we'll go further on that one but um but yeah like uh, Choosing the opposite to that, so with the child labor laws, I was able to choose. I always chose child se- settlements because I'm um, I'm way too positive in in this mm-hmm. apocalyptic nature here. But uh, it actually worked out in the end because when you don't take the easy way out and you go the path of maybe maybe one extra step, they it does benefit you eventually. So you're never doing mm-hmm. stuff. You're never choosing the positive option to just be a sucker to be
0: punished yeah.
1: exactly so like but the negative option also goes a little further and you get additional benefits so like they've balanced it in a way where you're not being punished for being the good guy you know so you're not,
0: yeah you're not really punished for being the good guy or the bad guy no. like all choices lead down different paths and paths aren't necessarily good or bad and it just comes down to like how do you feel about yourself as a person putting those children in the minds <laughs>
1: all <laughs> the children knew what they were signing up for it's the apocalypse yeah. <laughs> right i i honestly the game is really fantastic and and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna play more of it and i'm gonna finish the scenarios at the very least and and try endless mode but uh that, that again very dangerous to to keep going but um very true yeah looking forward to it
0: well, I think that's as good a place as any to call it for the week. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us in the chat room. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you'd like to visit us on the web, you can do so at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me Jocelyn at Joc Plays. Ryan is at R Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at the Gamers In. The video versions of all our episodes are streamed on Thursdays at eight thirty p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv TV slash Gamers In, and are also available after the fact. We're on Twitch. If you'd like to email the show and let us know what you did with your first year of 2019 in gaming, please do so at info at Thanks for staying at the Gamers in. Remember, tune in next week. Here we go.